Into the Apex is back on the road in 2022, beginning with the 60th running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. We'll be trackside for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, FIA World Endurance Championship, GT America, and NTT IndyCar Series. Visiting Sebring, Mid-Ohio, Watkins Glen, VIR, Road Atlanta, and the streets of Nashville. For the full schedule of events, visit IntoTheApex.com. Where the world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex podcast. Today we find ourselves in Asheville, North Carolina, sometimes called the Paris of the South. Asheville is a city surrounded by mountains with a reputation for good food and drink and a lively downtown, and now something else, sim racing. We sought out sim racing centers in the United States and were surprised to learn there is an active center right near us in North Carolina. And today we're coming to you from the track at Asheville, surrounded by sim rigs and motorsport enthusiasts. We're right at home here right now, and we're with Joel Bergstein, the founder and owner of the track, and Brad Vesey, a member of the track. Uh, Joel, thanks so much for having us out here this weekend. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Really excited to have you guys here. It's a cold, snowy day here, it is. Bradley. Yes. Watching some a uh, little more than a flurry out there right now, but it's, it's fitting for the mountains. Yeah, the wind chill is, is, is killer right now, but there's no real racing this weekend. We have the real Sabring 12 next week, uh, so there's nothing better to do, literally nothing better to do than be indoors in a warm place with sim racing all around us. Just another advantage of sim racing. <laughs> yep. We don't care about the weather. We make our own weather. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> so we're, yeah. pumped, we're pumped up to be here. We've been admiring and kind of getting prepped and set up, uh, checking out the rigs, and this is, this is a solid spot uh, for the sim racing or motorsport enthusiast. Uh, really, just to kind of set it up, Joel, we're kind of interested to hear how it started because I'm sure there's a, a story to go with it to get to where you are today with what we see around us. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's definitely uh, definitely been an adventure. Um, you know, this is a, a big passion of mine. I've uh, been involved lightly in motorsports in the past. I did a lot of autocross, nice. uh, DE weekends, that kind of thing. Um, but as, you know, family grew and, and, and job responsibilities grew, <laughs> it's just the time commitment to get to the track is, is really high. Yeah. You know, sometimes even more than the money. It's, it's the time yeah. you put in. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of drove me away from the track, and, and, and I really didn't see a future where I was going to get to make it out very much. Yeah. Um, so I, I was working in a, a software engineering role um, and started doing a little bit of sim racing. Uh, and what really opened my eyes to what an opportunity this could be was uh, I had my rig set up in my basement, uh, and I'd go down there and you know just get some seat time when I when I could. And I had my neighbors over who are completely risk averse. Uh, they're an older couple, <laughs> not that into cars, <laughs> would never ever even like autocross or, or anything. Yeah, uh, I don't know that they would go go karting. <laughs> um, and but they came in and. Within 10 minutes, they were hooked. Oh, wow. <laughs> they said they were going to break into my house when I wasn't home. So <laughs> and uh, it just kind of set off a light bulb of, hey, there's a big audience for this that may not even know 
that they are the audience for this. That's right. Right, and there's there's nobody that's trying to introduce them to it right now. Yeah. Uh, and so really, just lowering the barrier of entry to motorsport is what this is about, and building community around that, and getting people driving, and, and getting people to realize that this is something they can do, and, and they have an interest in. And there's, I mean, there's legit skill involved in in sim racing. Mm -hmm. I think everybody that comes out here. So we just set, we just watched. As we were setting up, I believe it was an intro class or intro group. Yeah. Uh, so you've got folks of all skill level coming in here and uh, kind of learning what to do. We were kind of watching everybody that kind of go through the growing pains, like all of us did, uh, and getting to the point where they're competing in. I know you just had, not too long ago, an endurance race with actual driver swaps for six hours or so. That's right. We do six-hour enduros. We did Daytona. It was the week after Daytona. <laughs> we ran that here, and uh, Brad was one of the drivers. Nice. I actually had to be COVID. in that event. Oh, oh no. So, yeah, I wasn't I able to make it in. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I had done all the practice like for, for like a month, like, you know, yeah. leading up to this. And my, my teammate, AJ, who's also a member here, we were going to just be the two drivers. And, and uh, mm. I can't remember. We were running LMP2, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. P2. Yep. And I caught COVID that week. Ooh. And it was just, I, was, I, got, I got pretty sick, yeah. but I ended up staying home the day of the race. And Joel always has live streams of all the events yeah. here. So I was watching the live stream. And I was on Discord with AJ talking to him, like running race kind strategy. Of nice. Yeah, yeah. And it was like yeah, so he was still I actually had a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we we, so. we set up for the endurance races. We set up individual Discord channels for each car. Nice. So the team can stay on radio with them. Oh wow. And uh, yeah, so Brad was uh, from remote was able to, to be on radio with them and, nice. and yeah, see what was going on and yeah. yeah, really be a part of the team still. Yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, super so. cool. I mean. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say that's the uh, the thing about sim racing. It's not about the driving necessarily. It's the yep. support role. It's the, yep. you know, you can simulate a crew member, a strategist, anything like yep. that. Yep. Yeah. Engineers yeah. leading up to it, planning out the strategy. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and as far as the intro session that you mentioned, that's, you know, one of our biggest challenges has been to uh, kind of curate an experience that is accessible for people but still challenging still pushes them but isn't frustrating like the, that fun not frustrating is kind of the drum yeah, in the back yeah. of my head all the time of like let's set this up so where people are challenged and can grow but they don't you know just get mad and walk away because sim racing can be really challenging to get into if yeah. you're used to like video games or nothing yeah that, yeah that is true i mean it's not it's there it's there's an arcade aspect to it but proper sim racing with the equipment that we have here uh, and that most, you know, at-home sim racers buy and invest in is not easy. Yes. It's not cheap. It's not easy. Uh, it's, you can easily just say, to hell with it, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it can be hard to get into if you don't have a good path. And, you know, what, like some of the things that I am pretty bullish on is things like not only using cockpit view, for yeah. instance, only or not using like a driving line. Because right. I think those are things that don't help you become a better driver. They yeah. can mm. they can become crutches. and. Uh, but again, that increases the challenge level, and yeah. so we really try and make it uh, set it up so people can have fun. We do short stints on track and take breaks in between things like that that help kind of lead into it. And we were kind of seeing earlier this morning here a moment ago. Uh, everybody kind of does a little short race, and then you mm -hmm. kind of watch the tape, you watch the replay, and can kind of see. You can kind of give feedback in that way. Yeah, and I'm sure exactly. coaching is interesting because you literally can stand over somebody's shoulder and, and watch what they're doing or film it. And it's kind of like. Uh, Maybe golf coach, you know, in-person coaching, legitimate coaching. Yes, entirely. And, and the telemetry we have access to is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, in a race car, you have to take effort in order to collect telemetry. <laughs> yes. In a sim, it generates the telemetry because that's how it works. And so it's really easy to access all of that data. Um, so, yes, that can be really helpful. We have a, a system where it's really easy to uh, 
compare your telemetry to the fastest time we've seen on the car and track you just ran, and you can see all the brake inputs, the steering inputs, accelerator input, all of those things, and really find gaps. That, I think that brings the immersion and, and really steps it up a bit. Yeah. Uh, I know there are, in iRacing and in all of sim racing, there are even engineers, like real race engineers, set up uh, services and offer their services yeah. to sim racers, and that is amazing. Yeah. See, I found a second at VIR the other night because of that. Really? Yeah. yeah. There you yeah. Go. Going oh, in wow. and going before the S's, that, that right-hander I was telling yeah, you guys yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I found a second there because of the telemetry. Yep. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yep. That, that is legit. It is. Everything about this is legit. Sim <laughs> racing is, it's a real sport. Yeah. So we are, we're, we're, we're athletes. athletes. That's we're right. we're yeah. athletes. It's physical. Hey, I see, I see sweat. Ones, yeah. it's, uh, it it's is, a yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Do yeah, yeah. Pulling a uh, two-hour stint yeah. in something that like good. that. I mean, it's... It's legit. Yeah. It's legit. <laughs> That's what we say. And who's judging us but ourselves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. So well, the other thing I like to say, sorry, real briefly on that is, uh, you know, you, you can't play Madden and be good at football. Yeah. Right. That's true. <laughs> exactly. You can sim race and be good at driving. It's good yeah. it, it, tra- it actually translates. The it's line like selection. Sim. Yeah. Flight sim. Don't get him started oh, on flight yes. sim. No, but it's true. Pilots, <laughs> yes. pilots depend on flight simulators in order to be good at flying yeah. and it's to be able to handle emergency situations. So yeah. it, it translates. Er- ergo, I can fly a 747. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what that means. That's how the pilot from Fire Festival uh, was able to get over that island. He was like, he was, a, he was from he was a Microsoft flight simulator, actually. Yeah. I'm um, not making that up. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, that's a little terrifying. I love flight simulators. Well. Oh, yeah. 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 Awesome. Something so, ever so happens on a plane, I'm on. Yeah. Excuse me, no, gentlemen. We're, we're to, so we did the virtual we'll Daytona. We're counting on you. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did the virtual Daytona 24 in January. Nice. Bradley has flight simulator. The night before the race, I did. He, he virtually I did flew from North Carolina to Daytona Beach International. in a private jet. Yeah. And, a private then, jet. and then the day after the race, <laughs> flew back. You, you guessed it. <laughs> he bo- he flew from Daytona International back to North Carolina. That's commitment, right? There. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. simming from the whole experience from you, start to finish. Were you passenger on the plane? I, p- I think so. Was yeah. I, was th- I was terrified. <laughs> in my mind, he was. <laughs> so that's yeah. That's where Bradley's coming from on the yeah. flight sim. There you go. Um, so to get to where, where things are now, I mean, I can imagine. I mean, I know for myself, for the sim rig that I have, it's, it was really slow going uh, to even get, get one together. And I see, I don't know how many <laughs> around us. So I, I'm interested in how, it, you know, where it started and how it built up. Yeah. Kind of picking the equipment, picking the sim and that type of thing. Yeah, so I spent the better part of uh, 18 months before we opened just planning, just figuring out what we wanted to do. Uh, we were originally planning to open uh, late spring, early summer of 2020. That did not work out. <laughs> um, fortunately, uh, we were we were actually really close to signing a lease, and we were really, really lucky that we didn't, because uh, we may not have survived. If we'd signed mm. it before COVID hit, yeah. <laughs> we probably wouldn't have made it. Uh, but fortunately, we were able to kind of step back and, and plan out a little more and, and know what we were getting into. But yeah, um, you know, so I'm sure you guys are familiar with Barry Rowland from Sim Racing yep. Garage. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I actually consulted with him a bit before, nice. as I was planning things out. I uh, got on a couple calls with him uh, and just to pick his brain of, hey, you've had your hands on all of these things. I can't afford to buy one of each of these to find the one that I want to do. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about what makes sense for my nice. scenario and what I'm doing. And uh, he actually talked me off of a cliff a bit of like I was starting to build rigs for myself, mm-hmm. not for this. Mm. Uh, and so I was getting, you know, $1,400 set of HPP pedals <laughs> yeah, and, you know, yeah, things yeah. like that that really don't make sense for this environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that, that was super helpful. Um, one of the big, I think, critical decisions that I made that I'm 
it has some drawbacks, but I'm really still pleased with it, was going for, you may notice that we have two different kinds of rigs, yeah, yeah. two di different kinds of builds. We have our standard and our advanced. Um, the chassis is the same on all of them, seats same on all of them. The controls are different, so your wheels, pedal, mm. uh, shifter. PCs are the same on all of them, and then the monitors are different. We have triple monitors on our advanced rigs and the single 34 ultra-wides on the standards. And what I was really going for there, and I think what has worked out was, um, again, accessibility is really important to me. Mm. Uh, and I think there is an audience that could be intimidated by our advanced rigs as they right. come in, and they're like, that's not for me. I'm not you know, experienced enough or into this enough or what have you. I yeah. want to give them an option to say, hey, if you don't feel like that, here's something to get started, be comfortable, and just you know, get into this and see if you like it. And so now it presents challenges for when we do like our league events and I want to have more drivers <laughs> on track and some people want to be on the advanced right. and there's only standards available and have you know, yeah. Yeah. that kind of thing. Um, I will say, so our standards are uh, uh, Thrustmaster T300 wheel, wheel basin pedals. Mm. Um, I can be just as fast on those as I can on the advanced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a better experience on the advanced, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> you, you, the DD1, Fanatec DD1s would give much more yeah, feedback yeah. And, and more nuanced feedback, but uh, I can be just as fast on those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a challenge with it, but I, I still think it's a good choice. The chassis were a no-brainer. Simlab mm. P1Xs are yeah. very versatile. They are. They will last longer than this building. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they're flexible. I mean, any, yeah, any yeah. of the profile rigs are flexible. Uh, but yeah, the P1Xs are just fantastic. Now, that did present some challenges uh, just in terms of sourcing. Uh, so I was building these um, around July of 2020. And even then, it was starting to get bad. Uh, supply chain was starting yeah. to have issues. Uh, yeah. And I had to get 2,000 pounds of aluminum from <laughs> wow. uh, Netherlands to here. Yeah. So what, what you're saying is the shortage is your fault. It's me. <laughs> I did this. Because I know around that time, I was trying to upgrade to Fanatec, and it was... It was a struggle. Yeah. I mean, it took a while yeah, all of them. to get that yeah. stuff in. All yeah, of their everything. stuff. Because everybody has some extra money, and they're just all buying yeah. things because oh, yeah. they can do it at home, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was challenging. I had to go to a number of different vendors just to get enough power supplies for all the PCs, to get uh, the, the T300s, the Thrustmaster. They were yeah. out of stock everywhere. Um, so, yeah, it was a challenge just sourcing everything and putting it together. But that's also – that was – almost the most fun part for me. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing that. I'm I love, sure. I loved assembling the rigs. I've got uh, a bunch of pictures that we took as we were putting the race together. It's just, <laughs> it was super fun. Looking back on that, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a process putting all this together. Uh, I mean, so we learned something. I'd actually, so we've looked at everything on the social media, but I didn't know until just moments ago, somebody was telling us that there were base shakers in at yes. least the advanced rigs, maybe yes, all? Yes, that's correct. Just on the advanced, advanced rigs, we've got two base shakers, one under the seat, one under the pedals. Um, I So I bought two as I was kind of prototyping um, just to try them out and see what see what I, what I thought about them. And I honestly expected them to be gimmicky. I honestly expected them to not really be that great. And I was really impressed with how much it added. Mm. It was It not only adds immersion, but it adds information you can use. So for instance, oh, yeah. you can have them trigger on front wheel slip versus rear wheel oh, slip. Wow. And so it can actually tell you what's going on mm. with the car a bit, which is really helpful. Um, on the other hand, I view, so you've probably noticed we don't have any motion rigs. I mm. kind of view motion rigs, motion is the opposite. It yeah. gives you immersion. It doesn't give you information that can help you drive better. And so that's why we really didn't go that route. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I've, yeah. We've kind of, our community of guys, Rob, our Canadian co-host, who obviously didn't come down, uh, he has bought onto that. He's, he's expecting any minute now 
uh, bass shakers, and a lot of people nice. that, that yeah. listen have been talking about them. So I've just learned about them. I didn't even think about that as a means of getting that butt sensation. They're fantastic. They're very cost-effective. Um, it's really pretty easy to set up. And there's, if you're familiar with SimHub yeah. software, yeah. Mm -hmm. con configuring them is so easy. That software is phenomenal. Oh, wow. Yeah, I appreciate them. It's a tool. Just it's another piece of information, right? Right. And yeah. It's, it's, yeah, definitely super helpful. I'm eager to take a seat. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm eager to try it out. Uh, yeah, I mean, my my <laughs> comment was, I mean, that for me, that's my next upgrade would be something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah because you get as you upgrade to a higher tech and higher fidelity wheel, you get that feedback. Yep. And the you know versus something like the lower end Thrustmaster or a Logitech G29, the information you get is almost none. Right. When when you yeah. compare the two, I mean, if right. it, all you know is that Logitech. That's all, I knew, that's all yeah, I knew for exactly. a long time. Yeah, I, I, I changed this whole world with Fanatec. Um, <laughs> so I mean, on a CSLDD, right? He's that's got the got. CSLDD. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. better Sorry. than his. I've got a Club Sport uh, 2.5. Yeah. It's just the it's same. Different. Mine's better. It's just the same. It's he's a belt. A, he's on VR. It's a belt. <laughs> I started with the CSL Elite. So, yeah. yeah, nothing wrong it's with it. No, nothing wrong with it. It's better than the G29. Yes. But he's got the VR. He's a VR snob. It's fine. It's fine. It's have fine. you ever considered VR here? Uh, yes, is the short answer. Uh, I actually have four valve indexes that we are currently <laughs> not using, Ooh. Um, because Ooh. there are logistical challenges. Yeah. Yes. So, for instance, you know, I would want to use it on our advanced rigs. Sure. They have three monitors. They have three display ports, uh, <laughs> and the index wants a display port. Ooh. So I'd literally have to unplug a monitor and plug the, yeah. the index in any time somebody wanted to switch. Yeah. There's also issues with the, you know, switching on the on the sim back yeah. and forth. Um, but also, we've had a good number of issues with motion sickness as is yeah. with monitors. That's me. That's why yeah. I don't have and VR. I, yeah, like yeah. I can't do VR for very long. Yeah. And so I feel like we just run into it more yeah. with yep. VR. Uh, and, and then COVID, of course, issues. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah, sanitation. sanitation. It would be yeah. very difficult. Um, like me, I'm a, I could never get rid of VR. But at the same time, the amount of headaches I have with a Reverb G2... <laughs> You mean literal yeah. headaches or yeah, figures? Yeah. Both. I'm trying yeah. to figure both. I, I was confused there. I, I, I sacrifice a migraine a day for immersion. <laughs> but, yeah, to run a business now, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think I, those same issues you would have. You know, it doesn't matter what headset you pick. Yeah. You would have the same issues. Because, yeah. yeah, I can imagine if somebody gets disoriented, then their whole sim racing experience is yeah. not for me. Yeah, and it takes and that's not yeah. that's not yeah. a fair shot to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. it's, it's not an arrive to and drive type of setup. Right. You know, you got to put time into it. Like, you know, Bradley. Who, once somebody likes it, they become a VR snob. Yeah. Like a I get it. I, I envy the depth perception. I do. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you, so when I have used VR, the most interesting thing to me is just looking around the car. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. is so cool. Yeah. It yeah. sounds so ridiculous, but I love looking just around the car. Just sitting still. I don't yeah, even need to there's, there's nothing like, like an indie pro like you guys did this morning. Oh, there's nothing like an indie pro when you just look around. There's the sun. I can see the sun <laughs> shining yeah. down. Usually the, the guys that are in VR say, I'm blinded by the sun. Yeah. But we love it. <laughs> They love, love the pain. It. They love the pain. It's worth it. Uh, so when you first started this, so this starts up, uh, what was the kind of, so we're in, in Asheville. Asheville's an amazing place. It's, it's been years since I've been back here, so I'm excited to be here today. Um, but what's the response in this community to something like this? Yeah, so, um, so it's interesting. I had a lot of people as I was planning this out say, why are you doing that in Asheville? You've got Atlanta. You've got Charlotte. There's all these, there's these motorsport communities already. Why yeah. don't you go there? Because they're already motorsport communities. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing in Asheville for people who are into motorsports. And at also, the other thing I was hearing as I was starting to plan this out was so many people coming up to me and saying, hey, I'm super into motorsports and cars and driving and what have you, and I can't find anybody else who's into it around here. Yeah. But there were lots of those people. 
right? And so we just needed that nexus of a community to, to start building that and start, you know, letting people come together. And, and that's what we've seen. Uh, you know, initially, again, it was, it was uh, December, our grand opening was in December, or sorry, our soft opening was in December of 2020. So we were still well in the thick of, of COVID. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of people weren't getting out. Um, we weren't getting tourists, things like that. So it was all locals that we were getting. Yeah. And we built from there, we built a really good solid core group of members, uh, people that are in here all the time, regularly running leagues, running our special events. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, that community has really built amazingly. We've connected people that, uh, did, again, did, just didn't realize there was that in this area. Yeah, I'm interested in, uh, we kind of talked about it before with some of the real drivers who are big on sim racing and they kind of take it hand in hand and give each credit, is how many people start in sim racing and become fans of the real sport right? and then migrate to that and that grows all of it. The whole thing, everybody benefits from it. Yes. No, it's fantastic. I, I definitely see sim racing, it's not its only thing, but it is. I think it's the new karting. It's yeah. how you find talent, right? Because it is easy to get more people in seats to find that talent the more the larger pool you have to cho- to to look from uh mm. the more talent you're going to find well, look at look at jimmy Brogdon. yeah as i was yeah. just oh, about yeah. to say Case in point. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm jealous of that man to the very end but yeah. he's living my dream right yeah. now he is yeah. he could be one of us he could yeah. be all of us I mean, <laughs> start happened to a better guy like, yeah he's just, yeah yeah such a good dude like worked from the ground up yeah I mean, yeah. Yeah. you start it's in sim racing and you're driving the Praga yeah. car and yeah. and with no other you sponsored know, no by other. Fan Attack, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Come on, yeah. That's what we could all do, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it could start it could, somewhere. Yeah. And he's a great yeah. commentator. He comment, he's commentates for what a lot of the Grand Turismo really movies, yeah. right? Like a, he works really hard. Yeah. He does yeah. a that's a, that's a hard <laughs> job. What you guys do is really hard. Like <laughs> yeah. Being a personality that's that's out there, that's really challenging. That's yeah. It's nonstop. It is nonstop. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it starts somewhere. It sure. start, so it can start here. It can start with somebody that, that just looks it up. They, like, say they're looking for karting, and they don't yes. find it in the area, but they find this, and they want to get in and do something racing. And I'm thinking, you know, we walked in here for the first time and just were kind of in awe of all the triples, all the rigs on each side of the room. Uh, so to kind of paint the picture, you walk in. It's, an, it's a wide-open space, uh, and it's, you have the podium as you walk in. Uh, you have tables that you can get, you can grab some drinks. We're we're actually sipping on, uh, what is it? Highland Brewing Asheville local IPA. Mm-hmm. So this is that's what you come for to Asheville as well. It's good drink. I, I got married to that brewery. <laughs> oh wow! Oh. Seriously. Oh. Cheers. 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 Good food and drink here, um, and it's wide open. You have flags for Formula One, GT World Challenge America, uh, VIR, uh, Formula One teams, NASCAR, Atlanta Motor Speedway behind me. Uh, so as soon as you come in, and if you're a motorsport fan, you're in awe. If you're not, you're definitely sucked in. Uh, got the Gran Turismo soundtrack playing. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Didn't even notice. Yeah. No. Yeah. So as soon as you walk in, say you've never done anything like this before, you, as soon as you walk in, your, your senses are kind of ready. You're ready to do something fun. So then you sit at one of the rigs, either one. You start at the, the beginner's rig. You go to the advanced rig. I can only imagine you can start somebody's sim racing career right here locally in Western North Carolina. Oh, yeah. So that. And we've already had uh, at least one driver that I can think of that has transitioned to some real motorsports. Oh, so wow. He had oh, wow. never done anything in a car wow. at speed. Uh, he had done sim racing for a long time before he came here, but he's also been very, very active here and done a lot. He's run 
all of our leagues, all of our Enduro events. Uh, but he is now, he just bought a Miata. Oh, but wow. he, he's been autocrossing. He's <laughs> done a time trial event. He's getting ready to do a uh, champ car race at Daytona. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, and that and came from here and the connections he made here and, and building that confidence in it. Yeah. That's, what it that's what I did. That's what I did. He's going to do really well he's, on, he's oh, nice. in a, in a, yeah, <laughs> wow. once he gets on the real track, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah Joe's we'll real fast. To, we're going to have to follow that. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I've gained I, an appreciation for Champ yeah. Car and things oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. All I did was buy a Hyundai Elantra. Oh, God. Oh, man, I wish I you brought it. I know. <laughs> it I probably would have uh, either skidded off the side of the mountain oh, no. or my tires would have been just in pieces. Well, then I'm glad you didn't bring it. Yeah. I wanted to yeah, see yeah, it. Those PS4s yeah, yeah. would have been oh, like we'll little, be back. I'm driving be back. little hockey pucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll, be, we'll be back. That, that is just a reason to come back. Well, see, yeah. let me explain how ignorant Tyler is. Tyler, oh, Tyler doesn't understand. He loves doing this. He doesn't understand how that works. He said, we'll just bring it up here. I'm like, yeah, just do it. <laughs> Do you understand? Everything will be fine. Do you understand how much Michelin Pilot Sports costs? He's not risking anything. No, no he's not. <laughs> he really is. I'm along for the ride. <laughs> just bring, just send it. Just come on up. We'll be back. 100% we'll be back this this summer probably. Awesome. For sure. Awesome. I may have a Kona in by then. There we I'm, go. I'm oh, we'll have to those, we'll so. have to do some driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, so leagues, uh, what are the leagues like here? Uh, I can only imagine. So we, doing iRacing, we're always virtual. Sure. And uh, one thing I want, first thing when I saw this kind of concept is you get in a league setting, you get people that are really competitive when they're in the league because they do it over and over and they get good at it. Uh, I know on iRacing, Bradley can back me up. <laughs> yeah. I know on iRacing when you get in those, those league races, things can get a little heated sometimes. Oh, yeah. Has it ever gotten heated here when people are literally face-to-face -face after they get done racing? So, so the face-to-face... The gives us an advantage in not having it go too far south. <laughs> Sometimes you go south a little bit. Uh, you know, stuff gets heated. And you know as well as I do, oftentimes looking at things on the replay, yeah. it's not what it looked like from the cockpit. Yes, that is true. You know, is stuff true. that looks like it was definitely them and yeah. nothing on me usually ends up being maybe 60-40 yes. at worst. That is true. Right? Uh, it's always everybody contributing. Uh, which, you know, uh, I really do actually appreciate iRacing's safety rating and the way yeah. that works. Um, you know, I really believe that if you are consistently involved in incidents, you're a part of those incidents. It's going to reflect. Even yeah. if you didn't cause them, yeah. you're also not avoiding them. Yeah. Right? That's true. And so, um, you know, I kind of agree with that, too. But, uh, no, it's, it, you know, people... People get heated, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it also usually diffuses quickly because, yeah. again, you are racing with the same people and you're present with those people and you understand that they're humans. It's easy to see non-human on, yeah. on, on that's, online that is platform. True. That's right? true. It, it's very dehumanizing uh, <laughs> here. And, and kind of along those lines, one of the things uh, I've also been asked as I start this up was, well, why, wouldn't, why would somebody come here? Why don't they just build their own rig at home? My first answer to that is, have you heard of axe throwing? <laughs> yeah, that, that is right? that is something. How much is it to go to, yeah. to, uh, to Lowe's and get a hatchet yeah. versus going out? But <laughs> but that you know that's what we're offering. We do have. Uh, I'm really proud of the hardware that we have here. Yes. But what we're offering isn't the hardware. It's the experience. It's yeah. the social experience. Yes. It's getting together with people. It's the curated experience that we do and take a lot off of your plate. Yeah. I think that's what we're providing. Um, and so we have a lot of our members have rigs at home, yeah. but they still come in to race here because they want that social aspect. And, and that, again, kind of dampens the any bad yeah. feelings. Everybody, because yeah. it is a very tight community type of it thing. It is, yeah. yes. I mean, I can attend, I mean, we've been here for maybe a couple hours now, and uh, I would say we have rigs. If I lived here, I would be here every week yeah. because we've already met and talked to people that 
It's like where everybody's dialed in. That's it. Yeah, and, exactly. And if somebody's new to it, you can bring them into that fold. That's it. Because yeah. that's what it's about. And that's the thing. When you go to IMSA races or any kind of race, I mean, people are nice yeah. for the most yeah. part. You don't, you don't run into difficult people. I mean, you may. It's a little different than NASCAR <laughs> races. Yeah, it's not the same. G- when you go to GT World Challenge America, VIR, you know yeah. the people there. Are, yes. They yeah. know what's going on. You're, you're appreciating what cars are rolling in. You know, everybody brings in what they got. I mean, it's just it's that kind of atmosphere that it doesn't matter where it is. It's in a building here. It's at VIR, you know, in the parking lot. <laughs> it's the same thing, same kind of camaraderie. And that was my experience in the motorsport that I did, in the autocross and, and DE stuff. It, that community was what drew me in as much as the driving right and and that's what i really wanted to have here and i and i think we've we've got it so through what what's it like a general week here like i know we we came we saw some i know there's some drop-in races today mm-hmm. we've got a hot lap competition that we're going to give a, a shot at we're going to see what we can do nice um but generally you have drop-in races league races things like that during the week we do so the, there's no the, there's no other sim centers out there that I think are doing what we do. I'm sure every entrepreneur feels that way. But <laughs> um, So I didn't have like a, a package that I could just copy and say, okay, that's how to do it. So we're really kind of dealing with things on the fly and figuring out what people like. Uh, but we have pretty much Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays are our league nights. Um, there's a little time for hot lapping beforehand, but then it's leagues after. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we've got drop-ins in the evening, but you can do hot laps otherwise where you just pick a car and track and just turn nice. laps. Uh, and then we have those intro sessions, like what you guys saw running earlier. We have those on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that people can book into and um, just get, get introduced to it and see how things work. Nice. And um, as far as fo- – so somebody just walks in and <laughs> – Somebody just walks in and wants to, uh, to drive the car. We, it's, it's, we got a good crowd here. Um, somebody wants to just drive. Sure. Uh, they walk in, they just see it or hear about it, and they come in, they can just kind of, if there's a rig open, just kind of go to it. That's it. Yeah, we that's, can do 30 minutes or an awesome. hour hot laps. You, you pick a car and track, but we're always happy to make recommendations based on what experience you have. Because, uh, again, we want it to be fun, not frustrating. If somebody comes in and they've never done anything like this and they say they want to run a GT3 at Nord, I tend to steer them away from that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's know, a real specific to... thing for yeah. someone to say that's never. It's <laughs> not uncommon. Really? Yeah, oh, well, yeah. That is the well hardest known. thing that's you well got. Known. But, that's they, a... but people know the Nord. Yeah, yeah they, that's true. They, they that read is the true. magazine. One of our the, friends you know, commented yeah. about yeah. it. He said, I want to. just ran the Nord. I still haven't learned that course, the whole. I have. So go straight to hell. It's. We get I'll aggressive sometimes. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> he drives because he drives a car that has N in it. Nervous. He, he, he thinks he is. He thinks he's driving. Oh, lost. Now. I've never. Yeah. So I've never done a day of autocross in my life, and I plan on doing it with this car. And I'm awesome. You absolutely because, should. Because yeah, yeah. because yeah. Bradley put it in N mode to go pounds. to Food Lion. He thinks he's a race car driver yeah. for now. Yeah. So I, I got to ask: Did you get the the manual or the the DCT? Dual clutch, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't do yeah. I don't do manual. Yeah. What he's saying but is he doesn't got, know how to do the, that. This is a judge free zone. Yeah, yes. he doesn't know yes. how to do that. Is what he's trying. It's to faster, do. is what I tell everybody. He's you trying got to save ten horsepower. Yeah, I do. I've got NGS. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying <laughs> to go. save face. He doesn't know how to do it. I don't. Know, I don't know how to do it. He wants to do the paddle shifters, which I don't blame. Yeah, yeah. DCT in that car is excellent. Yeah, it sounds good. I will say. Oh, and Kona's only available with it, so that's what I'll have to. Yeah. Hey, do some in racing. Well, actually, have you seen the video of the Kona on Nurburgring? If no. you've not, YouTube that. There's a guy flying. Ooh. Flying past BMWs and Porsches, by the way. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> He's flying. That. We have a BMW driver at the table. Yes, yes we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not happy about that. I mean, it's probably, that. It's probably one of the – it's not – it's probably just a regular sedan. It's not that it's flying by. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That or somebody that just didn't know how to drive it. Sure. 
<laughs> Says someone that yeah. doesn't know how to drive. That's exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so we're going to try. So Bradley and I are going to try. Uh, we've been i racing snobs all this time, but mostly because we've invested so much in it. But we're going to try our factor today for the first time ever. Uh, I wish Rob, our Canadian co-host, could hear this because he races a set of Corsa, and he always gives me a hard time for being such an eye racing snob. Well, today I'm getting out of my comfort zone. <laughs> and, uh, but I know our factor is famous because we've all followed and watched the virtual Le Mans 24 and that whole series. Uh, I think eye racing people, our eye racing audience, are bitter towards our factor, really because the ACO took it from yeah, iRacing. They, uh, they, they couldn't do an official eye racing. Uh, Lamont 24 because of that virtual yeah, one. Yeah, so there's a little bit of saltiness for that, but I'm willing to to give it a try today because there are some cars on our factor like Aston Martin GTE, uh, LMP3, and things like that in different tracks. I think the four o'clock drop in today is Istanbul. We don't. I've never driven that yes. track, so that's going to be a whole new track for us. Yeah, yeah. it'll be super fun. I, my favorite thing is driving new tracks. I yeah. love learning tracks. Taking it slow and yeah. progressively yeah. faster as you learn the track. Yep. I'm nervous. Or if you're like me, I am nervous. I'm a little nervous. Cold breaks and spin out. I just get lost. I'm like the guy. I don't know where I am. Well, well, Bradley and I feel like we we need to look professional today in here, and we're going to make fools of ourselves. Our whole establishment is all about no judgment. It's all about (laughs) judgment. I mean, I'll judge. I'll judge Bradley. I'll I'll judge you and Kyle. You guys can do that, but yeah, yeah. No, we're all about just just have a good time. Good vibes. Challenge. Get better. Have a good time. There you go. There you go. Well, I am. Yeah, I'm excited to get in. It's going to be Xfinity at Istanbul. Yes. Uh, is Xfinities, it, if you haven't done them on road courses, they're they fantastic. So much they're fun. They're are they hard? Are they fun. difficult though? They are a bit difficult. Okay. You got 750 horsepower. <laughs> not great brakes. Not as much downforce. Not as a lot of downforce. Because oh. we've we've driven the stock cars and I racing at road courses, and I think in if you're on on that sim. That's the hardest thing to drive is a stock car on a road course. I can believe that. Because it's so slippery after four laps. Well, and the thing, so I have limited experience in iRacing, but I have some ex- experience in iRacing. And the biggest difference I have seen between it and R-Factor is, is the feel of the tire. Mm. You can feel the tire breaking loose. You actually wow. have some room at the limit to play with it. Where I felt, at least in my experience in iRacing, it was very knife edge. You're either grip or you're gone. Yeah. And that, in a car like that, when it's that heavy and you have that much power, that's, that's really hard. We, we've talked to a lot of drivers, real-life drivers, who have tried iRacing, and we always we ask all of them, our point is, what is your take, sim racing versus real? Mm-hmm. And specifically when we ask them about iRacing, I think all of them to this point yeah, have told so us far. the tire model yeah. is what's not real. Which is realistic. what iRacing prides themselves on. And yet but it's, 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 it's okay. got a lot of real people that say well, it's a lot the of best tire model in iRacing. So far. Yeah. <laughs> so far, yeah. yeah. The tire model That's true. is the best tire model ever. That's all they can do. <laughs> I think, uh, what was it, David Perel, he was talking about, it was either our factor he said or a set of Corsa. Was, he said a set of Corsa was the best uh, GT3 physics, is what he said. ACC. Yes. ACC, okay. yeah. Yes. Not, okay. But we've, I've never tried that. Yeah. I've, I've ACC is that. really good. Is it? Really? If you're okay being uh, scoped just to GT3 and GT4, mm. it's really good. Because with our factor, you've got a lot of cars. Oh, yeah. And a lot of historical cars, uh, a lot of cool stuff. We have Reliant Robins, if you want to get some three-wheeled action. Yeah, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of meme cars. Too, right? yeah. Have you got yeah. the Delta well, Wing? I heard about we, trucks. We don't. I was actually just oh, looking for the, the other day. I would yes. love to drive the Delta Wing in be our factor. It's that a Batmobile. Cool. Yes. That's what it is. That would be so cool. That would be. Uh, but we do have box trucks. I heard about box We were talking to somebody trucks. here earlier about box trucks. They're so much fun. <laughs> They're just dumb. They're so much fun. Um, we like to do fun stuff. Like a, that that sounds great on a Saturday night, about 8 o'clock. 
truck. Yeah. Had a couple IPAs. <laughs> good to go. Box trucks around the Norch Life, like yeah. Sabine Schmidt style. Yeah. Oh my there god. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm eager to try it. And you got I think our factor just got the Indy car recently. Yeah, we got the twenty twenty two Indy cars. They are really good. Including push to pass and oh. yeah. Nice. They're really good. If nice. so so for us to, to sit here and try this for the first time, what track car combo would you suggest? What's your favorite? So both if of you guys you didn't actually. have the experience you have, I Watkins Glen is our go to as a starter track. It's got several advantages. Uh, Watkins short. So have you got, I assume you've driven Watkins? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's got walls. The walls keep you yeah. in. We yeah. run without damage pretty much exclusively, even in our endurance races, because it just adds yeah. insult to injury. Yeah. Right? You're already losing time if you're going off. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. And the races are tight enough that that's already painful. <laughs> um, so it's got walls to keep you in and not that many turns. <laughs> and it's a short lap. And you don't have any complexes of turns, so it's a great track to start people out on. Yeah. Uh, as far as favorite track, it's the next one. <laughs> the next one I want to learn. <laughs> I just I always love learning new tracks. So yes, yeah, uh, currently uh, Istanbul. I just found that one. I just started oh, driving wow. it, and I really really like it. So I'm, I'm going to be studying that one today. Yeah, I'm not that's, familiar with that's it. That's new. Actually. It's I'm very flowy. It. Uh, it works really well in the in the Xfinities. Interesting. Yeah. I'm intrigued. It's Laguna Seca for me. Just really I've nice. been driving that yeah. since GT1, and uh, that was actually the first track I ever drove here oh, wow. with AJ. Oh, it was, nice. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I think it was in an F4 or an F3. Seems likely. And uh, <laughs> so that's kind of always like anytime I get into a new sim or something, if they have Laguna Seca, that's the track I'll go to. Yeah, it's good uh, to have that baseline that you know you yeah. can judge everything else because you know this part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very it's, flowy. It is very, mm, yeah, very yeah. flowy. I feel like I, I know that track, you know, <laughs> I, I can race it in my sleep at this point. So, but, Brad, you've been a member here, you've been a part of this. Yeah. What, what kind of brought you in? How'd you learn about so it? So, I saw. I'd seen on so some advertising on social media. I actually live about 30 minutes south of here in Hendersonville. Oh, nice. yeah, <clears> yeah. And I was working in Hendersonville up until about August of last year. I took a job about a mile from here up the road. Mm. So I passed this place every day on the way nice. home from work. And uh, a fellow member here um, named AJ invited me out one night and um, on like a buddy pass. And then, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Right. And right. yeah, I joined that night, I think. And I've been running leagues, endurance races ever since. I'm doing the F3 league now and the mixed yeah, league. We just finished. What's that? We got our final coming up in the F3. That's right. Yeah, Suzuka on Tuesday. Last race is on Tuesday. I like yeah. Suzuka. It's That's a fun so one. Speaking yeah. of flowy tracks. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's great. It's, it's just a nice, yeah, it's a great place to stop by on the way home from work, spend some time with your buddies, talk oh. racing, sim race yeah. a little bit. And like, you know, the Joel was talking about earlier, it's all about the community and... I found a community here on Sunday mornings. I'll come up and watch F1 races. That, oh, that's wow. another. That's like, one thing I wanted to not – I'm glad you brought that up because watch parties. Yeah. Not just sim racing, yep. but watch parties. I can only imagine. Yep. Uh, I mean, well, for, for, for F1 and here in the U.S., we all have to kind of get up early. But it's <laughs> a good coffee activity. Oh, it's great, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually prefer the earlier races. Yeah. yeah. It's just nice. It's, you get in the morning, you, you get that, that shot of racing. And yes. And then you can go about your day. <laughs> I, yeah, I do like that, yeah. actually, yeah. yeah. It might have been, were you guys, it might have been talking in an earlier episode, like, would F1 be as enjoyable if it, if, if it was you late. had to watch Without it, the like, coffee, between, yeah. like, one and five? Exactly. I think it's not. Like it really it's prime time. Yeah. You know? yeah. I don't think I'd it's enjoy not. it as much. The caffeine buzz definitely is good for it. Yeah. And then yeah. the Lewis and Max action. Oh, we'll see what happens this year, <laughs> next week. Yeah. Um, and then I think some IMSA stuff. I mean, we've got Sebring oh, next yeah, week. For and sure. Especially yeah. the endurance races, you can have that on kind of in the background all day. Yeah. I know we would, I mean, if we had a place... This has got to be the closest place like this for it us. Is. It most, yeah, most There's nowhere is. we can well, really. That, yeah, that's the other thing. You can't find any place that'll yeah. put the, the race yeah. on TV. It's, it's all. Maybe yeah. maybe you can get a NASCAR race on. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, maybe in Charlotte or something you can get right. NASCAR. But right. to come and hang out with people that can speak knowledgeably and watch IMSA and that type of thing. I yep. mean, 
this would be a. I mean, we'd be here every every endurance race. Oh yeah, for a period it's, of hours. It's a clubhouse. Yeah, it really exactly. is. That's true. Exactly. It's a clubhouse. Yes, definitely. Sure. It's like you have golfers that go to the pro shop. I'm a, you know, or I top guess. golf. Yeah. Yeah, top golf. Whatever. <laughs> Riley's thinking old school. Just, am, he's yeah. an old old yeah. golfer. Yeah, you you go shop. down. You you share a couple of drinks with the uh, the boys at the golf house. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about <laughs> titles. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's. <laughs> Perfect would be the word I'd ever describe this. It's perfect. <laughs> Bradley's Thanks. very perfect. Yes. Yes. I appreciate it. We are right at home. Yeah. Um, well, let's take a quick break, and uh, we're going to continue on. We're here all afternoon into the evening, and I think we're going to need to do some driving, and maybe we'll report back here on the second half of the show after we do a little bit of driving. How about that? Absolutely. All Give right. it a shot. Thanks for having me on. Sounds good. Thanks. Good stuff. We'll be right back on Into the Apex. Setups, whether you love them or hate them, they're one of the most important elements of sim racing. However, so many of us don't have time to painstakingly tweak every value to create a good setup. Never mind the hours of work required to find game-breaking exploits to make you even quicker. Coach Dave Academy has created competitive iRacing setups developed by professional sim racers and engineers that are designed to enhance your performance in the most popular sim racing game in the world. Receive new setups for iRacing season car and track combinations every week, giving you the time and pace to be able to focus on racing on the track rather than being sat in pit lane. All the setups follow real driver feedback and come with the MoTeC data and replay files, helping you improve not just your car setups, but also your driving technique. The best part? When you sign up, the first week is free, which means you can test the setups for yourself before committing to a monthly membership. Check them out at CoachDaveAcademy.com forward slash iRacing. That's CoachDaveAcademy.com forward slash iRacing. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will let you keep doing what is important, running your business. For more information, visit GreatHireHR.com. That's GreatHireHR.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? Don't let it become just another stat you never see. Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers, creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark your major victory and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards I know because I've won one. There are no setup or design fees, and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights. Visit alienawards.net. That's alienawards.net. This episode is finally brought to you by Bad Weather Brewing Company, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. Bad Weather Brewing Company serves up craft beers such as the Fog of War Hazy IPA or the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout, and some of the best designed cans you'll see, by the way. For the tap list and to grab your mug, visit badweatherbrewery.com. back on Into the Apex at the track in Asheville. And that music comes from a member of the track at Asheville, Brad Vesey, who's actually headed out, oh. but we spent most of the afternoon. He sent that to us 
uh, about a couple weeks ago when nice. he knew we were coming. So yeah. we're keeping it local here. I think nice. that's the tradition yeah. of Asheville. Uh, we're joined now in the second half of the show after doing some driving with Ryan, who works here at the track, and Duncan, who is a member here at the track. Yeah. And uh, everybody's it's, – it's getting late here, but we've been here – a good chunk of hours, bro. We we've been here. It's all. We've been pushing, driving. It's pushing six thirty. We've been here since. It feels like two. no time at all. <laughs> yeah, you guys have seen the life cycle <laughs> day of the track. Uh, we oh. just did some. Uh, we just did our first ever R Factor driving. A uh, lot of takeaways. I think this is a good debrief on that. Uh, first thing is uh, we t- we mentioned it in the first half. Uh, the base shakers in the rigs, uh, the advanced rigs that we used. That was. Would you say that was a, a game changer for rig build that we didn't really have a sense of before? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where now that we don't have it, we're going to miss it. You know, it's one of those where it's it gives you a little that little extra feedback in something where all you have is visual feedback, wheel feedback. Maybe if you have the right pedals, you get some vibration there. So yeah, I'm I'm going to miss it. <laughs> He's going to miss it. Yeah, and like you said, it's something you don't really notice missing because it's yeah, not yeah. when I'm on the standard rig that I'm like, hey, I wish I wish I had a base shaker but it's <laughs> when you're over here it's like how did i live without it yeah and so it's yeah. odd because it's not giving you anything new like mm. you can hear things that it's telling you going on normally but having that also just in a tactile sense is like i don't need to process that is like what i mean is that what i'm hearing it's like no yeah. you feel like yeah. the back end's getting loose so like i'm riding the curb on one side oh i'm, I'm touching the grass this isn't good um yeah. it just lets you react I'm not. Faster, I'm yeah. not used to feeling that in that location. Yeah. I'm used to the vibration being from the weakness of my rig and the <laughs> the force feedback <laughs> the of the creaking. wheel shaking the rig, and I pretend yeah. like it's a car. Yeah, but well, it's my, in the front end of the whole my, thing. I think my favorite thing. It's simple, but it's not the feedback it gives me as though I'm going to lose it or something like that. It's right. when I upshift, I feel it. Just that yeah, little. Yeah. Bump. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I, I feel yeah. like I'm in a real car. <laughs> it gives me that little lurch when I'm shifting. I just I love that. It's nice. Uh, so we did uh, the Xfinity car at uh, Istanbul. I think yeah. was it uh, a new track for us. So we had the growing pains of not only a new sim, <laughs> not only a rig that we're not used to, but a whole new track we're not used to. In a car that doesn't lend itself all that easily to learning very quickly. <laughs> That's yeah, so, no. We struggle. We struggled. I finished P5. You struggled. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I think you I did excelled. pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. How did I you excelled. finish P5? Because I, I know what I'm doing. How did you? How did that go? Did you just not spin? I didn't spin. No, I did not lose it. I ran off track, but I didn't spin. Right. And I just I figured out the, the biggest thing was braking uh, deep and like early enough. Yeah, early enough. Okay. especially with those cars. Yes. They, uh, the brakes work. If you give them enough time and don't ask too much of them. Yes, that's, that's true. But that's all the things I was doing. So <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I finished near last. Driving it like it's a Formula One. I, I was braking too late. I got a, actually a penalty, a time penalty. Yeah, you were looking for, for the corners. DRS button. <laughs> I think I could just kick out the back window. That'll work for that, right? <laughs> I think with that car, it would. Uh, that, was, that was challenging. But then we switched over to, uh, just moments ago, the, GT, the Porsche GT3, I think it was, yes. at yeah. Road Atlanta. Uh, that felt right at home. It did. Because we knew the track, and being at the track that we know, we were just kind of feeling out the differences of the sim uh, and the rig. And again, yeah. the, the base shakers were significant. Yeah, that helped. Um, I don't know why I was expecting it to feel like something totally alien, but it didn't. I could mm. break the same way I would break, uh, be in the same gear, take the same line. I don't. I, again, I don't know why I would expect it to be different. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> he I was did. expecting like I arcade. really did, I yeah. Know. I thought I was going to come in like a fish out of water, but it felt natural. Yeah. That's a good, that's good. Yeah, and I with the base shaker and with my guess would be the cha- difference in physics. It felt right. heavier. Yeah, the, okay. yeah. the wheel. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, the wheelbase because yeah. that's a probably the best wheelbase we've ever used. 
It is, yeah. Because at home, so I have the CSL DD, which is just the kind of, I mean, it's the half version. Take that and cut it in half and weaken it a bit, and there right. we go. Uh, that felt, I think those are, these here are at 45%, what you were saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. 45 percent And that's, that's a lot of work. It is, especially yeah. in those stock cars. Yes. Um, actually, how did it feel between the stock car and the Porsche? The stock car was more physical. Yeah. So if I had to do 30 minutes of the stock car, my upper shoulders would be hurting. Oh, yeah. My arms would be hurting. Yeah. In (laughs) real life, power steering, no power steering. No. Is that the difference between the two? Does the Porsche have power steering on the race car? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I think the Porsches make you like an espresso. (laughs) Yeah. Press a button. I think that's that's a huge difference between the cars. Maybe downforce makes it easier. I I don't know. You would think downforce. Yeah. When I think of stock cars like that, it's just raw sound and power. Yeah. It just There's no frills seems like yeah and then you, and then the porsche i mean pinky, I, pinky's up yeah honestly yeah. i think it's you have to work harder to get the the nascar where you want it to go whereas yeah. the porsche it will pretty much point and shoot yeah. kind of thing so yeah. i think that's what it is it's definitely lighter in the wheel the porsche at road yes. atlanta i felt the uh the snap especially in the rear end with this setup uh transitioning through the s's you get to the top of the hill uh, you make that kind of left hand through after the top, and you start to go down the S's, and you need to angle the car to kind of make it through the S's almost full throttle. And I've, I spun once, uh, and then you immediately... I did not. F- yeah. <laughs> you feel it. You feel that, like, oh, this is not going to work. Either you back out of the gas, if you stay in the gas, around yep. you go. Uh, it, it's That's, that's kind of my feeling of it. Yeah. So, interesting... I'm, from people that are used to our factor, I'm interested to hear everybody's favorite car and track combination. Because yeah, we went through true. the first two guys Ooh, earlier. Wow. we got to get yeah. it in. Um, Man. I don't know. Do you want to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> so <laughs> my favorite track, I think I have to settle on Bathurst. Oh. Uh, favorite car? Oh, I don't know. I like trying a lot of really kind of dumb combos at Bathurst. Um, taking an F1 car around there. Oh, <laughs> how's that? How does that go? You're sadomasochistic. <laughs> so this is why I'm glad we run damage off because uh, I wouldn't be able to get a lap if damage was yeah. on. <laughs> um, that's uh, a, that's a killer track. It's it's just a ton of fun for me. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The V8 supercar mod that we have is uh. is a lot of fun. That is a very physical car. Mm. Extremely heavy on the steering. Um, oh. Dear God, those <laughs> tires are just bubble gum, and yeah. like you get them a little bit toasty, yeah, they're they're gone quick. <laughs> so much fun though. Um, me, I'd say track is probably Suzuka. Mm. Yeah. Um, just been a fan of that ever since I was younger. Um, and then car, I've I have a soft spot for race cars that shouldn't be race cars. So I really oh. like the Bentley Continental GT3. Oh, um, <laughs> the yeah, Bentley. Yeah, I really like that, and I I drove it in uh, our Daytona. Um, ah. Our endurance race, so oh, wow. interesting, hundred something laps around Daytona. Oh. I kind of fell in love with it. Um, I, yeah. So every time somebody says that, it's like I fell in love with it after the race. I really don't know if you fell in love with it or it's just Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, mm, well, you my know, adapter. The Bentley yeah. has a face only a mother could love. <laughs> I, I, I love it. It's just flat and a bumper <laughs> that's terrifying to everyone who's yes. in front of it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Oh God, please pass me. No, yeah. I don't want to look at it. Anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It, it rolls up, and I feel like the prince of some foreign country should should roll out of it. Yeah. It's just it's, so big, and I don't yeah. know. It is. It looks out of place. Yeah, there, like there is an odd look so. to it. I saw the only one I've ever seen up close was at Indianapolis in March for the. Hour. Okay. It's an interesting car, but mm. not not the prettiest car. It's fat. Oh. No. Front end is fat. Lamborghini yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, oh. it is. I mean, I could say the same like real life about you know the Lexus. Yeah, yeah, GT, yeah. Well, yep. GTE. Yep. 
GTD. I can't remember the yeah, class GTD. names off the top of my head. Well, it depends um, on what country you're in. <laughs> very true. Very true. Uh, at least in IMSA. It's it's not a great looking car, but I still love it. Yeah. Especially just like the neon green libraries. Yeah. The, uh, uh, it's just Vassar Sullivan. Fun. Yeah. They've got they've got the fun livery. That's mm. for sure. Um, the so speaking of, we were talking about it a little earlier, the uh, the Bentley wheel that uh, oh, yeah. was it Fanatec coming yes. out of that? Mm. They yeah. kinda teased it or showed a picture and then we've never it like heard a year or two ago, yeah. I think. Are we getting that? Are we not? Eventually. Yeah, it had the round uh, screen, and I guess yeah. you turn the wheel, and the screen's like, in the middle. It's like a level. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it. yeah. Um, and then the the stand that comes with it is powered, so it turns into a clock when you're not using it, <laughs> which is like, that's very oh. Bentley. Hot take. Yeah. I th- hot take. I thought the wheel was ugly, too. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Sorry to be It is a weird it, shape. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like flat on yeah. top. Yeah. Controls, I don't know how I'd use them if I was actually driving with it. It's like, yeah. it's around the circular screen. They're kind of dials. <laughs> I can't reach that conveniently. Yeah. I don't know how I should use this. Yeah. We're, we're just bashing Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> Fenetech is not going to send us anything anytime soon. Bentley is not going to send us yeah, anything. No, no relationship with them whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, me personally in VR, it would do me no good anyway. Right. I would mm. spend well, you know, $1,500 on a wheel I would never see. We were talking about VR in the first half um, and how it's tricky to have VR at a place like this for, mm-hmm. for newcomers and make them basically could make them sick. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, well, screw sim racing. It's like put a bad taste in their mouth. Right. Well, you got guys like Bradley here who gets VR and then he, then he buys a fancy wheel. <laughs> and he can't even see like he's call it a fancy he's, wheel. He's feeling in the dark for his buttons. I've tried it's, Bradley's. It's s- a formula. Setup. It's just a regular Fanatec formula, like what Club Sport two point five or whatever it's called. Yeah. And the reason I got the that over the uh, McLaren one is the quality of the build and the buttons, the uh, magnetic shifters. Yep. And then you, you put the headset on with the magnetic shifters in the Formula wheel. You feel like you're in the actual car. That's Except awesome. for when you why. try to add fuel and you just change tires because you can't see your buttons. <laughs> That's why you get crew chief. <laughs> no, true, true, true. You just tell him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's worth it. It is worth it. You, you get what you pay for. With anything, but especially in sim racing. One of our members has that. And what's kind of a fun uh, perk of, I think it's the highest tier membership, is you can have custom button combos and button configs. So if you have a Fanatec wheel, um, you may be able to bring it and use it on the rig for an event. Oh, wow. Um, And so, yeah, he brought his formula wheel in, and I got to use that a couple times. Nice. That is an interesting adjustment. Uh, Yeah. It's not the most comfortable thing to jump into. Yeah. But... I could very well see it being a very nice wheel with all of the controls you could ever yeah. want. And I'm looking at it going, I have five things on this. What do I do with the rest of these buttons? <laughs> I don't, I have a map of mine. Honestly, I've done, yeah, I've done the rockers. True. I've set all my, you know, light flashing, which is the most important. Button. Yeah, yeah, the light yeah, flashing yeah. is uh, the most important. You know, you important. get your discord, your, your talk, your pit limiter, all that stuff. You're good to go. I yeah. mean, half the buttons I'm not using. Let's be yeah. honest. One of the, uh, <laughs> I think it was the first time we ran the LMP3 league. Uh, a couple months ago, uh, we added headlight control as one of the things. I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> the headlight flashing will begin. Yeah, that's the and one thing that carries over from sim racing to real life. Right? I flashed people in real life. Yeah, yeah, angry headlight flashing. People we did a whole are, episode like, on wondering, that. Oh, what's the point of this? I'm just messing with that. Yeah. If I can flash my headlights at you and you, you know, lose concentration a little bit, perfect. <laughs> yeah, they do it in real life. Yeah. Anyone yeah. that knocks on it, uh, watch Sebring. Oh, I think God. it was last year. The BMW uh, <laughs> Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team flashed the hell out of somebody <laughs> for no reason at all. I mean, they were competing. <laughs> they weren't faster. They were just behind them. They'd hit that button every time, yeah. and, I mean, it happens. You would think yeah. that a sim racer dropped into the car magically yeah. at that moment. Some of those guys are sim racers. Well, yeah, sure. But 
Yeah, it's you're trying to get in the mind of your competitor. I mean, it works in any. You know, I any also capacity. enjoy seeing like lower class cars yeah. flashing like DPIs. Or yeah. You know that's by. out of anger. You know it. Nine times out of ten, it's like, oh, they are they they pissed them off. You yeah. Yeah. passed them on around the next corner. No, they went for it right then. Yeah, you've wronged. That makes me. sense. Okay. <laughs> There's no utility in that. It's like I yeah. can't catch up to you and like flip you off. I'm just gonna flash my headlights right. fatly yeah. at you. Well, that's that's the uh, equivalent of the Mario Kart shooting the uh, turtle shell. The turtle yes. shell. Yes. That is. Well, Bradley's gone into flashing his headlights at people in real life, and that's yeah, gonna that's get him hurt one day. It's going to go south. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. We, so we were asking uh, Joel in the first half about the interesting part of this being a place where everybody is competing in the same room in the same space and they kind of know each other. So you guys, as uh, folks that have been here, uh, have you seen people get chippy or is it pretty? Yes, it's I've a pretty seen show. it. Um, the first league I was in, it was sometimes you just get combinations of really competitive people and people that just get like the red mist in the heat of the moment. Um, yeah. Very rarely does anything continue after the race. Yeah. Um, somebody might get up and walk out for a couple minutes, and they'll come <laughs> back in. And it's like, yeah, I that just really frustrated me. And yeah. we can watch the replays back here. So we'll watch the replay back after the end of the race. And you know, looking at things from a third-person perspective, it's like, okay, yeah, that was on both of us. Or like, even if it is like, yeah, that was my fault. I totally screwed you there. It's like, <laughs> you know, cool. I I'm learning from that. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'd say I've seen a couple rage quits. Yeah. Oh, usually yeah. usually that's not related to someone hitting them. It's usually uh, like they didn't practice a whole lot and they're just having yeah, a bad night. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, where's so-and-so for race two? Yeah. And they're like, they are gone. Um, uh, so I've definitely seen, yeah. I can see that. But we, I mean, we all do that. Yeah, it's do. interesting that it's here because it almost adds to the immersion because at a real track, the drivers yep. get out of the car. They can't just beam away into their part of the world. <laughs> They got to sit and leave the track together. Yeah, that yeah. seems like that's the same thing here. You got to stand on the podium, and your competitors are getting out of their cars. I mean, it's that's a legit kind of sense of immersion that you can't get anywhere else other yeah. than a place like this. We have been trying to use this a little bit more. It doesn't get used the as podium. often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we so we have to use that podium. <laughs> yeah. I'll paint the picture. Yeah. Uh, behind us, uh, to our side, is a podium. One, two, three, and it's uh, very notable. If you see in, on any of the ins uh, social media for the track. They've got uh, the cutouts of a lot of tracks, and I think it's interesting to sit back and kind of look at what's what. The Nurburgring is the most obvious, followed by Le Mans, uh, but it's a ton of track cutouts. But yeah, the podium, you actually get to stand on a physical podium. I think you got to use that. Yeah, I mean, so, so like rookie leagues and the, champ the leagues, we've been trying to do that for the finales more. Uh, so I'm going to yeah. stand on the number yeah. one spot before this night's over. And spray oh, yeah. some champagne. Yeah. And spray champagne. It needs to be outside. I'll, help, I'll help clean it up, but <laughs> I'm going to spray We have had a champagne... Uh, shower after our the oh. oh was it last year after we ran the mini Le Mans oh yeah six hours of Le Mans I think it merits um, the cleanup after a so big we event. actually moved them outside because that <laughs> oh, was in okay. was it late summer <laughs> mid summer yeah, this was pre me I was um, not around oh wow I don't remember yeah. when exactly it was but one of the members here he works at uh, <laughs> essentially a restaurant nearby and has access to very cheap oh. champagne uh I, like I think it. the way he phrased it is, no, this is what it was meant for. Yeah, I would <laughs> say so. Yeah, it wasn't it. the greatest bubbly, but, you know, <laughs> being able to take that bottle and just slam it down <laughs> and spray people was... It feels good. Surprisingly feels fun, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't get it in your eyes. That's very uncomfortable. Well, we, uh, yeah, we got, we we got, got doused by yeah. the Corvette oh, guys oh. at VIR. Nice. It was... Nice. It was they got a kid, and then they got us. <laughs> and then I took a that. picture with Ray Evernham, soaked with champagne. Thumbs yeah, up. There you go. That's awesome. 
I, I did hear about that kid getting sprayed. Oh, we got, uh, yeah, we got Jordan footage. Taylor did it, and Tommy Milner had to be like, Stop you're, you're spraying a kid <laughs> but, in the face. But afterwards, yeah. uh, Jordan gave the kid the bottle and his, like one of his hats. Or yeah. something. Okay. Jordan made it okay. All right. Otherwise, he was getting a kid partially drunk. Because <laughs> yeah. right. it, it was a little excessive. He's going to soak it in to the skin. <laughs> <laughs> and then if he has like, a school event, he's going <laughs> to smell like that. <laughs> so... Well, I mean, oh, vi. We if you get us started on vir, we get Rob gives us a hard time. Our Canadian co-host, he said, we if you give me and Bradley time to talk and trail off, it's it's vir. Patriot course, North course. (laughs) It's the Nurburgring of North America. That's awesome. It's it's green and thin. Your happy place. It is. It's a happy place. Oh yes, it is beautiful. Uh, yeah. I was just—I was distracted. I'm looking yeah. for it. Right down there. I see it. Yeah, yeah I see it. So Next, far as I know, underneath Nurburgring, we're looking at the uh, the podium backdrop, and I see Mid Ohio, my previous home track. I've taken my crappy personal car on Mid Ohio. <laughs> I got that under my belt. Oh, I see Spa. <laughs> Spa, of course, the only one that looks like a Star Trek phaser. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bristol uh, is one of my favorites. It's that itty little, itty itty little itty tiny one right in the middle. That, that was probably really easy to make. These are these like are th- are these 3D scale. printed? Uh, I've seen people. I think do they that. may be. I've uh, seen that. I don't remember the seller he got them from. Ah. Yeah, I think the background to these is they are tracks that are all in iRacing. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And I think we have almost all of these. Sweet. And we have far more that aren't on the wall. Uh, uh, yeah, super bummed. So Summit Point is on there, and oh, that's uh, like where yeah. I've raced the most in real oh, life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when I came, I was super excited. I was going to drive oh. Summit Point. And then, <laughs> no, yeah, no, not at the oh, moment. No. Oh, yeah. I race and has it. I know. That's why <laughs> come, like, join, oh, come, come join, join us. the dark side. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your money. <laughs> we're, we're, we have no affi- official affiliation yeah. with iRacing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my yeah, my memories of that, it's, <laughs> it's worth it probably. So maybe yeah. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's your guys do you guys do any real ra- real driving? No. I do not have a car that would do well on track. Oh. It'd be a little Honda Fit. I don't oh. I don't. Bradley <laughs> t- if you ask uh, Bradley he'll tell you I about do his. but I'm terrified. That's <laughs> also a fair point. Yeah. yeah. I I'm terrified of of losing everything I have. Yeah. And and that is what brings us to sim race. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You hit yeah. the reset button. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So back, um, I lost an SRT4 Neon and in a track incident where oh the no. brakes, oh wow. the fluid boiled. It was oh. ATE Super Blue, but the pads had like melted to the rotor or something. <laughs> and it was a perfect red miss moment because I was like, why is my car not going so fast like on the straights? And I just kind of ignored it. And then the pedal went to the floor like oh no. two straights later. Um, oh. Yeah, airbags deployed. The, Ooh, wow. the brakes were on fire because like the fluid got on <laughs> the was rotors. Uh, it was at Summit Shenandoah, so it uh, was at the okay. more like drivey school type yeah. of track. NASA actually raced there once, which was uh, insane, yeah. but they didn't go back to that. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that circuit. It has like a little scale uh, oh. of the um, oh gosh, sorry, on the Nord the uh, carousel. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 but like racing into that oh. just at the club level is oh, weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, lost that. Um, mm. And then I did rallycross for a while. I had an 88 Celica rally car that I bought for $800 up in Pennsylvania. That was nice. a former stage rally car, but I just rallycrossed it. Nice. Um, and then RX7 was what I raced. It was Spec RX7, oh. which is ah. like a precursor to Spec Miata. Um, and then I also just did like track days and I started instructing for the HPDE, wait no, uh, PDX program, sorry, oh, yeah, I get yeah, those yeah. mixed up. So yeah, and then, I don't know, I just kind of found this place. Yeah, this is this is a mecca to me it in North is, Carolina. Yeah. I don't know of anything like this in the whole state or 
even I don't think it's there is. The, oh, well, the whole country it's yeah. it's a little because like so I um I started doing like the marketing and stuff like that so yeah. I was looking for you always kind of look at competitors and there's just not yeah, a lot out there. I, I think I um, found a place in Google. Like, there's a place in LA, but I feel like if it's in LA, it's got to be just gimmicky. And it, it closed yeah. during Real gimmicky. COVID. Oh. It, didn't, it didn't reopen. It's done. Yeah. So okay. they had a super like nice Ooh. chef, and like they Ooh. had full motion rigs, <laughs> yeah. and it was super expensive. Wow. Something fifty five. I don't know what it was. Yeah, exactly. I, I know something like Area fifty five or something like that. Right. I've, yeah. yeah. I remember looking at it. Well, then that's gone. I didn't even know. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. There is a place I've heard of uh, back up in Burlington, Vermont, that is yes. similar from what I've heard. Um, and from just looking around, no place, no two places are really kind of doing the yeah. same thing because it's such a new concept. Yeah. No one oh, really yeah. has like, oh, this works. But it's like, it's really what do you want to do with yeah. your space? And, and COVID changed sim racing in, yeah. in popularity, yeah. I think. Absolutely. Even more. Oh, yeah. People know, they know what it, you know, they see that rig, they understand it. Yeah. Before you would look at that, you're not really sure what that is. Yeah. If you're not into it already as a niche, I would look at that and say, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And just the, the credibility of it yeah. yes. rose exponentially yeah. when the series all went virtual. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, that's when it kind of came on my radar. And I was like, wow, these professional drivers think that this is worth their time. Yeah. And, that's when I was just like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, the access to the drivers is cool. I mean, I, I couldn't mm-hmm. even list. We, I've had headlights flashed at me by Roman Grosjean <laughs> in a BMW before. <laughs> Almost wrecked. I've been passed by Lando Norris and Max Verstappen won the race, and they shit talked Simon Paginal <laughs> on the chat. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, Elliot, I've been passed by Elliot Sadler on the oval. Uh, it's just like it's cool. You 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 always check who you're in a race with, and there's always somebody interesting in there. That's awesome. And, and without COVID. I mean, would our factor have been on national TV, international right. TV for the virtual Lamont 24? Yeah. That's, that yeah. was huge. I think that event, it's probably the biggest sim racing event at the moment would probably. be the virtual Lamont 24. Yeah. And have you seen, so Formula One and some investment group, they're getting together and they're opening a sim center in London with like yeah. 64 oh, rigs. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I haven't <laughs> looked at detailed in it, but I saw like a headline. But yeah, that they're using our factor. Oh wow. oh wow! Yeah, that's so, even like, bigger. Last I heard, it wasn't clear if they were using like R Factor in itself, or they were developing it based on, on R Factor, and gotcha. it's going to be like a private package. Interesting. Which okay. that would not surprise me, honestly. If it's just like if it's that big. this is our thing, and we're not releasing this. Yeah. <laughs> Make it proprietary. You, you have uh, to yeah. come here for this. Exactly. That's interesting. Well, the thought of just putting the general public into Formula One cars, like as the <laughs> first sim racing experience, this they would have like to yeah. tailor it with like some serious driving aids. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. So. Get, do some progression F four, F two, whatever, <laughs> something yeah. else. Yeah. So we do um, an F one experience on a lot of the F one race weekends, where they the same track that they're running that weekend, they will run through F four all the way to F one. Oh, nice. Or Formula Pro in this case, I guess. Yeah. yeah. We all know what it's copying. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Formula Pro, for those not in the R Factor sphere, <laughs> is kind of a fictional hybridization of kind of the best bits of Formula One cars from the past couple decades. It's got a turbo mm. V10, uh, revs to, I think it's like 18,000 RPM. It's <laughs> terrifyingly loud. I need but to amazing. watch videos of this. I'm um, on YouTube. It. Hey, you can hop in a couple <laughs> minutes you are if you here. want. Um, That's true. That's it's true. got you know, aero that's kind of reminiscent of this year's cars, but not quite ground effect. Uh, mm. DRS, I think it produced something like 2,400 pounds of downforce. Ooh. It's yeah. 
Halo to protect your virtual, yeah. virtual yeah. head. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's <laughs> important. Yeah. yeah, we ran a league. Um, I think that you was were in f- it. Mistakenly, uh, yeah. just getting into <laughs> sim racing, I decided, yeah, I've you know been hanging out here for like a month or so. I'm going, <laughs> sure, I'll just join you know the F Pro League. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a way to start. That was yeah. terrifying. I learned a lot, um, and we had a lot of. I think the total field is like twelve. Yeah, no, um, no, 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 it was eight drivers because uh-huh. we had we have six advanced rigs here and um, six standard rigs, and the, we had to rotate it out so every race of that five race series, two people would be in the standard rig, um, uh-huh. just to make it fair for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we had a lot of really good drivers, and everyone improved over the course <laughs> of it, like. That's that's a satisfying <laughs> thing, to get better at something. That's yeah, like, like I did, like today. what you were doing in the yeah. Xfinity car at Istanbul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, it, it just you know, you, if you come in with that mindset of how to do it, you can figure out how to run a track, a new track. You yeah. just look for apexes. Yeah. You know the racecraft principles. You know what you need to do. Uh, I, the car you were just describing, I think a lot of people listening that are listening to us that are all i racing, uh, were thinking the Delora IR01. Uh, that's a fictional car that iRacing came out with. What was it? I, I never year? touched it, so I don't know. <laughs> it it did not grow in popularity. It oh was yeah. when it was when there was no F1 partnership in sight for iRacing. Uh, so this was the solution. It's it's shrill. It's was a V10. Yeah, it sounded like the old F1. Course. It was that yeah, shrill, sounded, yeah, really super fast. A lot of not a lot of grip. Uh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> we we tried running a a quasi Grand Prix series going to Formula One type tracks, yeah. and it just it was so hard. It was the hardest thing to drive. So and, and now it's a waste it, of money. We ran it with uh, low assists on Ooh. both braking and traction. Um, our factor tried to run, I believe, it was an official series on those things with no assists. Um, <laughs> watching a couple of those races, that was not a good idea. Uh, you you give these things just a tiny bit too much gas in like third gear. It's like no, I'm going fast enough. I can you know give it some juice. No, you can't. You're sideways now. <laughs> It's, <laughs> oh, they're unforgiving. Oh. Uh, Jeez. I think everyone who did that league was like, this is fun. I am never doing that again. Yeah, that was good yeah. Good where that was. Yeah. <laughs> did, did each of you guys do the uh, the Daytona Endurance, like the team race? Yeah. Yeah, we were on uh, uh, other. So, uh, yeah, Duncan, you were on LMP2, yeah, right? Oh. LMP yeah. yeah. I'm curious to hear about that experience because that's fascinating. Like, like yeah. Bradley and I are already talking about next time they do that, we're going to get a hotel in Asheville. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to yeah, co-drive. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. Bathurst in April. Really? Ooh, yeah. We're not. Oh. Gr- we just did the Bathurst 12 at iRacing. <laughs> not ready. Didn't go good. Not ready. Okay. Didn't go good for us. Now, do you usually for those Enduros? Do you run like normal iRacing damage and that kind of thing? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Open yeah. setup uh, damage. If you get if you damage the car, you sit in the garage with the timer and it yeah. repairs it. Repairs it based on like a realism sort of. Okay. Um, they fix the damage model to where. Uh, you can kind of pretty if you wait it out, and we're talking like forty minutes. Like you can go take cool. a break. Yeah. If you wait it out, and in a twenty-four hour race, usually it's worth it. Yeah. Six-hour race. No. Uh, we retire. Okay. Yeah, we that's quit. why it's good to kind of run gotcha. no damage here, especially because, yeah. as far as accessibility goes, if you're paying to enter in this, it, okay, sure, you make it up to skyline, yeah. lapped one, <laughs> and you get caught out, and you're in a wall. 
okay, bye. That's like your race. Yeah. For me, I mean, yeah. in yeah. iRacing, it happens all the time. Yeah. And that's, yeah, from a business standpoint, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't want someone three hours in who just yeah. dropped quite a bit on yeah. that. And, yeah, so our Daytona, we, you know, it didn't, I don't know if it went exactly like the way we, we wanted it to. We were trying <laughs> yeah. to push it kind of as like our first big spectator event. And it was yeah. the one year anniversary of the place. And ah. um, yeah, and that's like part of having the food truck here. And we had live commentary. Oh, wow. um, yeah. I think I did see some of that. The yeah. father um, of one of the racers. Um, he used to sweet. work on the radio years and years and years ago. Nice. I think I saw a clip of that. That was really awesome. Yeah. And we got a lot of feedback like from the stream that that's what kept people around. Because like our stream retention was like pretty good for yeah. a six hour race um yeah but yeah we had some people come through just to watch um i think everybody who like participated had a really good yeah. time but yeah. we're yeah Say so yeah just trying to build up that spectator thing is kind that, of difficult yeah, yeah. Um, that i mean that um, to us that's that sounds awesome i mean the watch parties for real racing and, and participating in that and when your mm -hmm. stint's done you have ipas and craft beers right. and beer right at, right yeah. in a mini fridge you can relax until your stint I mean, I'd bring a sleeping bag in here if I <laughs> was really into it. I know. People joke about doing a real 24 yeah. here. So I, I, do it. Yeah. I hope we can I do, do it, it at some point in the future because that would be a ton of fun. I yeah. I I'll, I'll say we've done it several by, through now. We've been at home, of course. But right. uh, there's nothing like as a grown man making yourself a coffee at 2 a.m. <laughs> sitting true. at your rig about to drive a virtual car. You're like, mm -hmm. I'm allowing myself to, to be like a kid right now. Yeah. There's nothing I, like I, it. I made it. Yeah. yeah, I made it. This is yeah, what it's I just, all about. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> unique feeling to yeah, find yourself is. at 2 a.m. When, when, when you're going to your day job on a Monday morning, groggy and tired, and people ask, what's wrong? You're like, I don't think I want to well, tell some you. Of our, some of the guys we race with have taken it. days off at work. That's oh, true. I don't doubt it. Yeah, yep. and you don't, They've you know, taken Mondays you don't explain why. Oh, no, no. I mean, I mean, even after a six hour, it's like <laughs> I am dead the next day. Yeah. It's like, with the With the rigs that we just drove, the physicality of that, oh, yeah, I, I was, was worn out. Yeah, that would be a lot because I was on a standard and that was yeah. that was tiring. Yeah, so, and how long yeah. would a stint be in that case? So yeah, that's a good question. It depends. Um, it depends on the kind of the rules that have been established for each enduro. Which, to be fair, they're still kind of ironing out the details of how to best make it work. Um, this last one, it was you had to have a minimum of I think it was four long pit stops, mm. and you had to take four long pit stops. You didn't have to have a driver change during a long pit stop, but to have a driver change, you had to do a long pit stop. Mm -hmm. And that just means, in this case, uh, you come into the pits, you get tires and fuel or whatever you want to do, make any aero adjustments that's available in the menu, and after those adjustments are done, it was then a, I can't remember if it was a 60-second or a 90-second timer, and that is added on to the end of your pit stop. So... Mm. It's kind of like a safety thing. Yeah. Because like, you don't want sure. people rushing in and out of the yeah. rigs. Yeah, like, jumping in. I want to like, do that. Insurance people don't like that. That's what I want to do. So. Bradley, Bradley was <laughs> yeah. going to do what I want to do. Bradley was going to grab me by the underside of my arms and <laughs> yeah. lift me out. I'm going to put my put my cutout in the seat. <laughs> right. Yeah. I want pure. I'm we were going to bring an assist person to help. Yeah, I want it to be as real as I possibly can. Up to and including physical injury. Sprained ankle. Sadly, that's what the waiver's for. I'm all about a waiver. Oh, did you not sign the waiver no oh my gosh <laughs> what are my we doing my arm hurts <laughs> i stubbed a toe i mean if you got to sign a waiver it's being done right <laughs> we, are, we are true athletes at that point oh, i like it yep it's like a, it's like driving a fast go-kart <laughs> that's exactly right oh man 
Uh, well, we're going to continue our, our tour of Asheville, and uh, this has been a hell of a day here at the track at Asheville. Uh, all motorsport, all sim racing. This is our first time here, but this is not going to be our last time here. Awesome. No so, doubt. Uh, if you're in the region, and Asheville, I mean, if you don't know what Asheville is, look it up because <laughs> it's a destination. I mean, it's a place to go for a lot of stuff. Uh, if you're not into this, maybe somebody that you know is into Biltmore House. You know? <laughs> That's yep. all I think of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been a great time here trying our factor, trying these rigs, and uh, spending time with like-minded people. Uh, check it out at the track, avl.com, the track avl.com, or Google search, look up the track at Asheville, A S H E V I L L E. And uh, fellas, it's been fun talking yeah. to you all day and spending cool. time here. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, we're gonna hit the town, and we'll be back soon. Cool. Sounds good. Awesome. This has been into the apex on the road. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.